they would kind of like use that a way to like don't be like you need to be kind to one another and charitable with one another but you can't be like friends Welcome back to Whiskey and Lemon. I am Lana Mercedes and I am back with Flo Pid. So yeah, they changed our names. They gave us like a whole new uniform. They shaved our hair. And, and I'm sorry, we have to back. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so your family, <laughs> this was in the Philippines. So like your family came out there. Yeah. Yeah. They and came then out there. Shaving, like, huh? <laughs> so this is like one of my favorite stories to tell because I think it's so fucking funny. Like, so, you know, you get a veil. So beforehand, before any of this, you don't have a veil on, right? Like you just kind of like, you have short hair, they cut your hair. But once you get a veil. Oh yeah, so then before that, are you like still in some, you're still in some kind of uniform? We have, we have a uniform and they, you you basically get your hair cut like to your chin, like really short hair, you know, because their whole thing was like for women, like hair is your vanity. It, It ties you to the world, right? Like that, that's like the whole kind of like mm. thought process behind it. Okay. So when you get veiled, you also take vows. So you take a vow of poverty, chastity, and obedience. So obviously the vow of poverty is like, I don't have anything under my name. I don't own any money under my name. Like nothing I have belongs to me. Everything is like given by God kind of, kind of vibes. Okay. <laughs> And then uh, I was and waiting then, for you to say like you guys had to transfer everything to the to like the memory well, or something. Well, I didn't have anything, girl. So like you know, sure, I didn't have any transfer. That. But there yeah. was there was a sister who I think she was like she was like one of our older older people, like the oldest one in our batch. I think she was like thirty two or thirty five or something. Mm. And um, yeah, she I think she transferred like her her everything in her bank account just like gave it to like the, the congregation or something like that um obviously that's her choice so yeah it's I don't think it was like an obliga- got, like crypto now like <laughs> yeah yeah I don't think it was an obligation I think she just kind of did it um I don't know I'm not sure okay. but yeah but then you also take a vow of chastity which is like you know like no masturbation no sex no um you know, canoodling with the opposite sex kind of thing. So mm-hmm. a vow of a vow of like purity, basically. And then the last one is a vow of obedience, which is basically like, you know, they always told us that our superiors were the voice of God. So like whatever they said, you know, obedience is basically being able to do it without question. Like, because they are like the voice of God. So therefore like God's will flows through them to you to like let you know what you need to do in your life kind of thing. Were there males? Like, were there like the superiors? Everyone was was female or? So our congregation, we had like female and then male counterparts. So if you think about it, like our whole congregation, we were made up of six different departments or groups, if you want to think about that. So we had three for women and then three for men. So we each had like a counterpart. So we were like, our group was like missionary so we would like go out and like go to schools and like teach children and stuff like that so like that was like our main focus and then we had another branch that their focus was basically like putting out media for our congregation so like they would make the advertisements and like put together like vocational videos and shit like that 
And then we had another group that was like cloistered nuns. So it's kind of like, you know, like um, Sound of Music where like they never leave the congregation. They never leave, like they're cloistered basically. Like yeah. you don't you don't see them. They never go out. Like they're in like the full like black flying nun kind of habit um so every so the three we had three of those groups and then the men had a counterpart to each one of those groups so we were a big congregation there was a lot of us and even for the guys like they were all young too yeah Mm -hmm. but always like okay yeah so then yeah and and then so you take your vows during like this whole like ceremony and then you change and then after the ceremony they shave your hair off (laughs) And you said they also change, give you new names. They give us new names, yeah. So my my sister name, or my uh, they call it Marion, like Mary. So like your my my Marion name was Sister Michaela. And then and then moving forward is just like that's how everyone addressed you. Exactly. But yeah. you were able to still be just address like were you flow like what was like how did they address you when you were there? No, it was like flow. It was kind of like. Flo died and now she's reborn to sister Michaela. like that was like the whole ceremony it's like you kill off your old self and you're reborn in Christ as like a warrior for God like I how you're like <laughs> <laughs> the audience is in the movements of like this like the little shake <laughs> <laughs> but like my favorite anyway like to go back like my favorite story to like tell people is like yeah like they shaved our hair so like basically like you have to wear a veil now so people can't really see like your bald head like no one's supposed to see it other than like other sisters right Mm. but the funny thing was it's like your veil only covers like just just like pretty much like a little above like the top half of your ear so Mm. you know if you have sideburns you could still see that like it still pokes out yeah so so what they would do is they would shave off your fucking head but they would like leave little no. sideburns so like I'd be bald and just kind of like twist my little sideburns in the shower like shampoo and shit oh no so everyone was bald but had like little wings it was hilarious I thought it was so funny we'll post pictures on the Instagram no, I'm just kidding <laughs> um, I wish I had pictures girl I don't got pictures <laughs> right they didn't allow that um and then, so, like, before before they changed your name, like, were you even able to be called Flo? Or were they just, like, number 37? Like, oh. like what did they? <laughs> so, they had, like, the proper, I guess, like, they put Maria in front of your name when you joined. So, you would be referred to as, like, Maria Flo. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but when you become, okay. when you take your vows, then you are referred to by your new name, which is, like, Sister Michaela, Sister so-and-so yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. and so you saying you like you wish you had pictures it's like yeah what was the whole like outside interaction thing like you there's no tv there's no radio there's no like internet right like what's how are mm-hmm. you is it just like you're just in here with these people you, there's no like you don't know what's going on in the world you don't know what's going on in the world you're like completely isolated and yeah, you had no COVID access could have to happen while you were in there. You would have never even known. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like if I mean, our only stream of information is like what our superiors would tell us, you know, or what you would like possibly hear from like your family members, like on the phone, maybe, you know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. So like, but other than that, like, no, like you didn't, I mean, you didn't just, you just didn't have access to like the outside world. And that's the thing. Like, you know, when I, when I was inside, like smartphones came out. (laughs) So when I, when I left, it was like the razor flip phone was like the it phone. And then all of a sudden there's like touchscreens and I'm just like, wow, like, what is this? This is crazy like I had no yeah, idea you're like, like, you're, you're yeah, like yeah your family like what are you do- like what is what are you touching why do you keep tapping yeah. the glass like yeah. yeah yeah and it's like you it's like it's a mind fuck in that way because it's like yeah. you're in the world but like you're not you're really you're very disconnected from like what's actually happening in the right. world mm-hmm. so and I'm I, and I'm even thinking like the most basic like okay how were you how was the food coming in there like when did it become a part where you were like, or like a, a point where you were like, okay, like I'm trying, I want to get out of here. Like things started getting weird to you. That's, I don't, that's the thing. I don't think anything ever, like, I don't think there was a point that I, like it became weird. It only became weird when I left. I, the reason oh. why, I, yeah. So the, like, I was totally like fine with everything and like whatever with like, the lifestyle I just I just became really unhappy and I was waiting that girl for this full-on like oh we escaped in the middle of the night like (laughs) (laughs) no but like yeah like I just I think I just became really unhappy and like I just kind of like repeatedly asked like to leave and it's Mm -hmm. just I mean it was a whole ass process to like leave and it was there was obviously a lot of pushback but um yeah like what was the other question you have? The oh, food? The food. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hello funny. Um yeah. no, because uh one of our one of our things to like basically like what we call like mortification to like mortify like your senses so that you can like basically like an act of penance so you can repair for more sins yeah. is like um so we would fast from we would fast on Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So and when I fast, I don't mean like no food because I, I know for other religions, that's what it means. But like um, for us, it was just like very little food and um, not not like full meals, basically. So, um, yeah, fasting that was throughout days, the entire seven years. That was throughout the entire seven years. Yeah. Okay. So fasting, fasting days were rough because <laughs> yeah, think... we were I mean, everyone was always trying to like sneak food and shit, dude, like there there was one time we were living on like this banana plantation like up in the fucking mountains in the philippines and i swear to god there was like a few of us we're all i i think there was like four of us and we were just like out like while everyone was like preoccupied like looking for like ripe bananas (laughs) and we did not we didn't find any ripe bananas so we just cut down like the unripe bananas and we toasted that shit on fire hoping it would get soft and shit oh my god (laughs) so you know what I mean like it was rough it was rough so it's like on top of like being like sleep deprived like you're also pretty hungry (laughs) yeah yeah food was definitely a thing in the congregation like it was like we had like like we would go out sometimes for like mission and like we would meet superiors who would like give us like snacks and just like keep it keep it you know and so we would like keep it and like in case of an emergency that's when you just like kind of like slip away and like eat it in the bathroom and yeah. shit. <laughs> oh my god okay. sounds... so was it like... I know it I know it sounds sad but it's honestly like pretty funny to me I don't know 
I mean, I think it's good to have like, you know, not be like so like traumatized by it now, but just like kind of laugh like, well, that's crazy. That was my life. Um, yeah. And maybe like not everyone's experience is like that. That's kind of good that it hasn't like, you know, soured you. But do you, was it just very like, I, I'm imagining like everybody goes in like a cafeteria. It's like, here, you eat this, like go, like very like kind of in uniform. So we actually had like table setting. So you would have like oh. an assigned seat at like the dinner table. But I mean, our, our, our like how, like we would live with like 60 sisters. You know what I mean? Like this wasn't like small, like the biggest group mm-hmm. that I lived with, it was like a hundred of us in one place. So it was, it, it was huge. You know, like there were so many of us. It was only in the States that we were only like maybe like five, a group, uh, a community of like five sisters or something like that, you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. So then the setup was like, was it like dorms? Was it like, how, how did that look? It was like dorms. So we had like bunk beds and it was just like a huge room and the bunk beds would just be like kind of facing each other. And everybody was in one room or this was like multiple rooms? Everyone was in one room. I've never lived in like college dorms. So I just referencing from like movies and shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say, yeah. Cause I know a lot of times in the movies, I'll see like the smaller like rooms and then you go yeah. down the hall to like a bathroom or like a shared oh, kitchen it's, where like. It's like camp. It's like camp. Like bunk beds, like okay, in a cabin. Yeah. yeah. It's like camp. Cause I was, I was different where like I lived in the dorms the first half, <clears throat> my first half of college and it was apartment style. So like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. There was like either two bedroom apartments or four bedroom. And then like if you, if it's like a four bedroom, it was like two separate hallways. But then, you mm-hmm. know, we had our kitchen, like everything was right in there. And then we had like built, like each building might have had like, I don't know, I can't even remember now, maybe like 20 apartments in like one building or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I never did the like just the room or like oh your like your meals in like one area. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah, so we basically had like a like a di- like a dining hall and then like a dorms and but I moved I mean we moved around a lot. We had like different houses that we would basically like rotate and mm-hmm. but they were all kind of designed in the same way. Um okay. but yeah, that was kind of like how things were like structured. It's very like military style, if you think about it that way. Yeah. Did you, what was your relationship with like the sisters that you were with? Were you guys like, were you friends with any of them? Was everyone just kind of like doing their own thing? I think, I see, I want to say like, I I came out of it with like a lot of good friendships that I still keep in contact with because there are, they're out too. But, you know, friendships weren't really allowed inside because, you know, they would kind of like reinforce this thought of like, God should be your only attachment. So you shouldn't be attached to like your sisters, you shouldn't be attached to like your family, because you should solely belong to God, like God should be your only consolation and God should be like your, your only place of like, solace and like refuge kind of thing. So any like any time they would see like sisters getting too close, they would purposely like do something to like, oh, your obedience is like, you can't talk to each other. So a lot of like the, the, the connections that we made like through friendships and stuff, it would be like on the low, you know what I mean? Like when none of the assistants, we would like hang out or like talk and stuff like that, or we'd get close or like confide in each other. But 
yeah, like it, it just, they really discouraged you from like being close with um, each other in that way. Yeah. And when you say like, do something to like prevent that, you just mean like, okay, you guys can't do that and like separate you. Not like mm-hmm. you weren't like reprimanded. It was more like, let's figure out how to keep these two apart now or, or both. Uh, I think sometimes other sisters would definitely be like reprimanded. Like they would accuse them of like being like, oh, you have lesbian tendencies. And they would call this out in front of everybody. Oh. And like, and you know, like that's so humiliating. Yeah. And and like it it's just, yeah, like so then everyone would be uncomfortable and be like, oh, like now like they don't want to be next to each other and they don't want to like be friendly towards one another because like now there's like this like narrative of like they have lesbian tendencies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they would kind of like use that a way to like don't be like you need to be kind to one another and charitable with one another but you can't be like friends which I feel like plays on like the whole like stereotype that like someone that's gay is like attracted to everyone so it's like Mm -hmm. let's say you're a lesbian it's like does that does that now mean that I'm attracted to like every woman (laughs) in this place you know what I mean like that doesn't mean like they're just like I love everybody now like (laughs) exactly exactly and I mean granted I do know some sisters that did leave who you know did come out and like yeah they were like yeah I'm I'm gay and it's like fine that's totally yeah. fine you know but like doesn't mean they're trying to hook up with everybody in there either exactly yeah. but for them to be called out in that way like in that setting like it's it's really it's really traumatizing yeah. you know like I could only imagine but yeah it was they definitely like used dif- like different tactics to kind of like separate people or like make sure you didn't get too close to like certain sisters and but, you know, like, it was inevitable because, like, you're so alone and you're so isolated. And there were so many of us at one point that, like, they couldn't keep track of all of us, you know. So you do yeah. grow, like, friendships with people. And, like, I am still pretty good friends with some people then we're out now. And, you know, it's kind of like this, like, unspoken bond that we have because we went through this shit together. And, like, yeah. no one else really understands that. So it's good, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I am grateful for that for sure. But, yeah, it's not allowed. <laughs> And then, like, did any of the the girls in your batch, like, like the ones that brought you into the youth group to begin with, or like that you joined the congregation with, were any of those like, did you like keep in touch with any of them? Did they go all the way like you did, or was it like, oh, here, connect with these people, and then you're like, hey, where are you going? Yeah. Um. So I think the girl who first invited me to the youth group, she didn't join. Um, but I'm still friends with her and the ones who kept me in the youth group joined with me so we were all together and you know like um yeah all of us left (laughs) yeah and then like you're no no one's there anymore like towards the one that like introduced you like even though she no and like no no. like always curious like what happened after I like dipped well like we talk about it now and obviously like it's like a it's like a funny topic to us now because then we just crack up about stuff yeah. that happened but yeah there's no resentment I think we just kind of knew that everyone even though we were together we all had just like a different journey you know what I mean like yeah. I said like I I kind of got like left behind in the Philippines while everyone else in my batch kind of like spread out and like got to go out and like mm-hmm. do missions Mm -hmm. um so we were we joined together but we didn't we weren't together the whole time you know what I mean so it's like we all had like such different experiences that 
there's just no resentment. I think if any, if, if any, if there's any resentment, it's really towards like the superiors and the people who were supposed to take care of us and guide us and like, you know, teach us and that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, you know, they were like in charge of us and they were like in charge of like our souls essentially is like how they put yeah. it, you know, yeah. like the superiors, like obviously like some things were really fucked up, but I think that just, you just kind of accounted to like, fuck, like that's human nature. If you give them that kind of power in that kind of setting, like it's bound to like corrupt them in some sort of way. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, And especially if they're like in charge of like 50, 60 people who are willing to do anything you say, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like without questioning you, like it just, I think it's just a recipe for that kind of behavior. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you say that you said that when you were in there, like you didn't, there was no red flags when you were in there, right? Like you were good. Yeah. Like I really didn't see anything wrong with like the things that they were doing or the things that they were saying or like the practices that we were doing. It was just kind of like, I thought like, this is just how it is. You know what I mean? Like, this is just mm-hmm. like how it goes down. Like, this is how you stay faithful to God and your calling or whatever. And then it wasn't until after I left that I was like, oh yeah, that was not okay. <laughs> Yeah. like that was that was uh questionable you know what I mean yeah um but yeah there was there was nothing that popped up and I think sometimes I get frustrated because I'm like why why didn't you like why didn't you question anything you know but I was so young so and young, like for sure yeah yeah and I I just I was so in it I was so in it yeah like fully like I was there you know yeah. Do how long? Do you remember how long the process was from the moment you're like, I want to go home, to when you actually got to leave? Girl, the first time I asked to go home was like two weeks in. <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, like you're feeling like super homesick, and you're just like, yeah. you know, two weeks like, into being uh, in Delaware. Yeah. Like I, I legit remember going to like one of the priests and just was like, you know, like. I really feel like this isn't for me anymore. Like I tried and you know, like, like I think it's to get some rest. Like, mm. like I was like, I think it's time for me to go home. And he was just like, you're gonna, you're gonna be so holy one day with like a veil. And I was just like, you didn't hear anything I just said. Like I would go home. I would go home. And he was like, no, oh. you need to, he's like, this is God's will for you. And I was just like, okay, I guess so. And then seven years later, like, can we bring him <laughs> down here and ask him personally because I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, dude. But um, but the last last time, I mean, there was many times like while I was there that I I asked to kind of leave. Um, it's just like the last time uh, I got sent to Nebraska. I was in Nebraska, so I was in the states already, mm-hmm. and um, I asked to go home. Because my superior during that time, she was like batshit crazy, dude. Like she was, I mean, it's, I I think it's just insane because she was like, basically like put before I came, before like our community was formed, she was taken away from being a superior because they had so many issues with her. So she was like on this like probation, if you could think about it that way of being a superior And then when we came, like a few of us from the Philippines came, she was then reinstated as a superior. So like she became our superior and she just, 
I mean, it was just a disaster, honestly. Like everyone was so stressed out. Everyone was like, tensions were so high. And like, you know, like you just, you just couldn't breathe. It felt like you couldn't relax like any time during that time. And like, it was, it was just so fucking stressful. And like, I just remember like, I was like reaching like my breaking point. Cause remember I told you, like, I was like pretty numb at this point. Right. And like, I was just kind of like, whatever, like a robot, like going, like do what I need to do, whatever, going through the motions. And like, I just, yeah, I just broke down one day and I just talked to, so we have like a national superior who's basically in charge of like everyone in the area. And then we have like individual superiors that are in charge of like every community. So we had like these kind of like, I would say like bi-yearly talks with like the national superior, like Mm one-on-ones. Like, um, and so I was talking to her and I was just like, you know, I felt this way so many times already. Like I felt like I've been unhappy like this before and I've been wanting to go home. But I'm telling you now, like, if you don't want me to go home, just give me all of the work so I can forget about it. If this is really God's will for me to continue. Like, just give me all of the mission and, you know, give me all of the responsibility and I'll do it and I'll forget about like what I'm feeling and I'll continue. And, um, and she was the first superior that I had. How far and how, like, at what point was this? Like, how long were you in at this point? This was six and a half years, six and a half years in. Okay. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, give me, give me everything, like, give me everything to distract myself and I'll swallow this. I'll put this behind me and I'll continue going forward, you know, but Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel like miserable and I just want to stop feeling miserable, you know? Yeah. And this was the first superior that I had at this point that was actually like, look, if you felt this way multiple times already, like I, I want you to face what you're feeling and I want you to take the time to really think about what what you what it is like you think you need to do and like God's will for you and all this stuff. Yeah. So from that from like that conversation what happened after that was like they basically took me off all of like the missions that I was assigned to mm-hmm. and so I was um told to just stay at home and basically like I had a schedule that I needed to pray like eight hours out of the entire day um so I also wasn't really allowed to talk to any of the other sisters because you know I didn't they didn't want anyone like like and like brainwashing like what I was feeling to like you know influence them kind of thing it's kind of like two witnesses to a crime like let's not put them together and like exactly yeah Yeah. So I was like isolated, but not completely isolated, but I just was like, I basically had to take like this vow of silence that I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to talk to anybody. And I would just was supposed to pray about what I was feeling and what I was going through so that I can like push through it finally kind of thing. And so, um, I did that. And I mean, honestly, I really didn't mind like Cause you know, you don't get privacy when you're a nun. So it was great to just be alone. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was living my best life. I was just yeah. like, you know, like I'm chilling. Like, this is cool. even if you change your mind, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to just keep going with this. So I can stay to myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, I just was just like, you know, doing what they were asking me to do. And, um, a few months went by and 
I got a new superior. Basically, they they pulled me out from the first superior that I had, and they put me under someone that came from the Philippines, and she became my new superior. And honestly, like she was really the reason why I was able to like leave the way I did. Cause um, yeah, like she was just great. Like she would really like listen to me and just like she was the first person like after seven fucking years of this shit. Like she was the first person who told me. Like, no one can tell you what God's will is. I can't tell you what God's will is. Father so-and-so can't tell you what God's will is. No one can tell you what God's will is. If you're in the, in the chapel and you're really fucking praying about what it is, like you're, you know, like asking God and whatever, and whatever you decide after all of that prayer, I believe that's what God's will is. And I was just like, holy fuck. Like I can, was this can, like in private with the uh, assistant? Could I hear? Yeah, no, this was like, <laughs> okay. this was like one-on-one in private. And like, she's like oh, tonight she- at 1130, we sneak out. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was, she was honestly like one of the coolest superiors. Yeah. Like she, she, she knew how to take care of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she, she had that in her, like instinctually, like she was so motherly in that way. And like, I mean, it was the first, it was like the first fucking time that I was like, holy shit, I can, I, I can make a decision. Like mm-hmm. I can, mm-hmm. I can decide like, so everything I learned was fucking bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the first time that like, I was like, holy crap. Like I can, I can actually decide to leave. You know what I mean? Like if I'm yeah. really unhappy yeah. and I think it was like, I think I want to say like six months from the first conversation I had from for the time that I left. So after that, I decided like, you know, like I feel like I've done all I can here. And like, I gave, I gave it my all, like I gave it my best shot. I, I, I gave what I could and it's, and just not happy anymore. Like I can't continue to like do this because now I'm getting angry at God. Like that, that was like my mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And so I had to write like a formal letter to like our superior superior in the Philippines. And then she wrote back a letter that was saying like, no, I'm going to be there in six months. I want you to wait for me so I can talk to you, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh my God, like they're just so not listening like, to me. Yeah. Like, what if you literally like walked up to the door and was like, open it, I'm leaving. Was it like more intimidation to get you to stay or were they like, were like you're locked in? Well, because I think I was just scared because like they would tell us shit like, oh, like if you leave without the without like blessing, you're going to be a misfit for life. And like, you know, for us, it's like, oh, my God, like that's fucking like the worst fucking thing ever. Like I could be a misfit for I'm going to hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and Uh. and it's just kind of like this whole like manipulate, you know, manipulation still happening, like. And then, you know, cause there had, there, there were sisters and brothers who just fucking like hopped the fence and just bounced. <laughs> they just okay. never came back. Yeah. And like, you know, the way that they would talk about them. So nobody ever, like, nobody ever tried to say like, open this door right now. It was either like, I'm afraid to be a misfit or I'm just going to sneak out to not deal with your like antics. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was people who like formally requested and like did all that, but like, they didn't talk about them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but it was still use, a process. It wasn't like you just grabbed your like a bag and said like, open this door right now. I'm leaving. Yeah. Cause they would also tell us that like, oh, like your vows, 
that you take are an actual like legal contract so like you know and then it's like you don't know shit so you're like oh my god what are they gonna do if I leave like but then it's like what what are they gonna do if I fucking leave are they gonna fucking sue me like for what yeah you don't even especially if you've been in there since you were a kid you don't you're like oh law what sounds scary I'll just stay yeah so like I I I wanted to do it the proper way is what you know because I'm I'm a rule follower you know like (laughs) I wanted to do it the proper way and like not be angry about like what's happening or whatever but yeah like it was a lot of back and forth writing letters until I was finally like you have to fucking let me go and then she was like okay you can go on a one-year sabbatical so but I was like bitch I ain't ever coming back you guys are tripping like uh -uh." like no absolutely absolutely not like but did yeah, you like, talk I, to your family in this time? Like, or were they like, nah, like, and did you ever get those like one month, like times and say like, oh, I'm like requesting or was it just like either no contact or the system was like, don't talk about this. It was, it was like the quick phone call, but I couldn't talk about it. I couldn't talk about uh-huh. it. Yeah. But until I finally got the, okay, you can go home. Like I call, like, I called up my mom and I was so fucking scared. And I was just like, like at that point yeah because I I mean like it's just been so long you know like I I didn't know how to drive I didn't know you know what I mean like okay so not scared (laughs) of like what they were gonna do or like scared that you're like am I gonna be a misfit just scared of like I don't know how to like be an adult right now yeah I don't know I don't know how to be in the world like this is all I know this is like what I think I'm good at you know what I mean yeah and I think big change is just always scary like it was a huge change (laughs) for for me and yeah, like just calling up my parents and being like, hey, like, so can you buy me a plane ticket? <laughs> I'm coming yeah. home. Um, but yeah. And like, they're probably like, California is hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when, tell me when, girl. <laughs> Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, but it, it was it was definitely a trip. And I, I think if I had any other superior, I definitely would still be in there. For sure. 100%. Do you have like... I mean, she's like, as far as you know, still there. So like, you have no communication, like, no, like, I, yeah, I don't, that, like, I, I don't keep in contact with them at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, I think it's mostly just for like, self preservation. And for because sure. for a long, yeah, because for a long time, after I left, like, I was really angry. So mm-hmm. it was, um, I didn't want anything to do with them. And whatever um yeah I'm just like not involved in the church at all anymore yeah like like I am my um alter ego (laughs) right now (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) so I I don't even know if I can wrap my mind around like everything that's gone on this is so crazy not what I expected at all like I think Brian did a great job of being like oh yeah this might be a cool interview and it's like what I'm (laughs) mind blown like what no, Brian's, Brian's very, like, um, I think, protective of, like, my stories. Like, he never, he never wants to, like, divulge, like, too much of my, That's like, good. what I've experienced yeah. himself. Yeah, like, and I'm just, for me, I'm like, go ahead. Like, I don't, yeah, whatever. You know, I don't really care. But I appreciate that he, like, is very protective of that for me that's a good partner but, right yeah. it's like that's her yeah. story to tell yeah like that's awesome exactly yeah. that's that's definitely like his perspective on it that's good <laughs> so yeah I have so many more questions I think it's awesome talking with you and I'm hoping that I can have you back next week where we can dive into some listener questions and yes 
yeah, I want to know like what your family and friends, how they felt about you being, being a nun and just like your overall feelings looking back now that you're out and mm-hmm. hoping we can have you back on. Yes. I'm excited. Okay. Let's awesome. do it. <laughs> so we will be back next week to talk to Flo more about her experience. And again, just thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to talk to you some more. Likewise. Thanks.